Welcome back to the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. On today's episode, I sat down with Lindsay Huey to discuss her journey with CrossFit, how fitness influences all aspects of life, and the value of empowering humans through movement and holistic care. Lindsay is a wife, mama of three, physical therapist, and educator who I look up to tremendously for the way that she lives out her values of mental and physical well-being in all that she does. Lindsay and I dove into some myths about CrossFit, how to embrace the nervousness and self-doubt that comes along with a new fitness journey, and how to optimize health and wellness in a physical therapy practice. Lindsay's knowledge, passion, and energy is truly contagious and made this one of my favorite episodes yet. Enjoy my conversation with Lindsay. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm fairly excited. Awesome. So I'd love if we just got started with you telling us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I wear multiple hats um, as a human. I'm a mama of three kids, a 12-year-old, 11-year-old, and almost six-year-old. And I um, also am a teacher at South College, so a part-time core faculty there. I teach at the MSK faculty. Um, And then I also am a part-time practice owner of Drive PT out of Bear, Delaware. I see a variety of um, conditions, but I see majority CrossFit athletes um, and then those with chronic pain. And then I also um, teach Con Ed for um, the Institute of Clinical Excellence, and I'm their extremity um, management lead faculty. So a bunch of hats, um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, that's awesome. And Lindsay, I totally look up to you for everything that you're involved in. And from a personal standpoint, a lot of the things that you're doing are something that I hope to do someday. So I'm so grateful that we're sitting down recording this right now. I hope everybody's enjoying the birds in the background. (laughs) We are not in Costa Rica. (laughs) We are in the beautiful uh, area of northern Delaware. But Lindsay's backyard does feel like Costa Rica, I will say. Just a little bit cooler. Um, But yeah, Lindsay, so today I'm really excited to dive into the sport of CrossFit, the activity of CrossFit. Um, It's something that I've gotten into recently. I know it's something that's a big part of your life. And I think it's such an amazing fitness opportunity for anybody. Um, But myself, from a personal standpoint, I don't have a whole lot of background on it. So I'm excited to just kind of dive into, you know, what CrossFit is, who it's for and your experience with it. So can we start by just answering that question of like, what is CrossFit? What is CrossFit? What isn't CrossFit? <laughs> Some big keywords that um, come to mind are constantly varied, high intensity, functional movement. Um, it is the sport of fitness. Um, it challenges multiple domains. Um, if I had to list them off, it's cardiovascular and respiratory endurance, um, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy. Um, and they do that by having a workout be different every single day of the week. Um, and it really is a place where it challenges um, individuals and a community to work together um, to push their fitness to the limits. And it pushes all those 10 domains that I listed. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's something that, you know, I've been attracted to with being a, a watcher, so to speak, of CrossFit for a while in terms of all of you guys out there who are involved in it and always being interested in it, but never quite took the jump until eight weeks ago from when we're recording this. Yeah. I'm so new to CrossFit and I'm really enjoying everything you just said of like it trains truly every domain of fitness and I think that's really unique in terms of other fitness classes or types of fitness out there and one of the things that has become very important to me is this concept of training for life 
Mm. You know, ultimately, like, why do we exercise? It's to be able to perform better as a human being. And I feel like CrossFit accomplishes a lot of, you know, that philosophy. So who would you say, like, CrossFit is for? I would say it's for everyone. Um, It's accessible um, to a child all the way up to um, older adult, 90 plus years old, um, and to the competitive athlete and just the person that wants to take their performance in their specific sport um, to the next level. Like I'd even say, a, you know, a runner, a basketball player, a volleyball player can um, push their margins um, and then all those domains of fitness by being a part of CrossFit. Yeah, that's really cool. And that's something that I didn't really have an understanding of until I got into a CrossFit gym and really saw that firsthand. But Because when you're like scrolling through Instagram and you see CrossFitters, it's like throwing up all this weight overhead Mm. and doing, you know, the muscle ups on the bar. And it looks so scary. But when you're actually in the gym, people are doing all kinds of things. Over at, I'll give a quick shout out to CrossFit Riverfront where I've been hanging out. They have an adaptive athlete program where there are young people and even older people who are, you know, have spinal cord injuries or have amputations. And they're in the same class that I am doing the thing getting all the fitness and so I think that's really cool that that's part of CrossFit and I'd love to hear a little bit about like your journey with CrossFit Mm. when did you start why did you start how long have you been in this game for yeah one thing just to note before I kind of tell my personal story is that I love that it's scalable and approachable at any um, stage and at any age and I really feel like um, it's helped me be a better PT and I know we'll probably chat on that in a little while from now, but it has helped me realize that I was underdosing a lot of my patients um, and the human body is just capable of so much. But I started six and a half years ago, so I guess in August I'll hit my seven, happy year seven. Awesome. Um, and I still feel like there's so much to improve upon in those domains of fitness. And I think that's what gets addicting about it or like when people joke, it's kind of like a cult, but it's you're so addicted to... Um, being better and it's really not even the the communal um, competition but it's the it's the individual um, progress that you see that's something you couldn't do day one that you know maybe you can now do a handstand push-up strict you can do one and I'm saying that that's like me I can do one or two and I've been doing this for quite a bit of time but it's still doing it strict is hard so those little mini wins where you're like oh now I can do two strict handstand push-ups in a row this is a big deal whereas when I first started um I could barely even do a pike push-up which is like you being on all fours and trying to push the ground away I distinctly remember one of my first months of CrossFit um coming home crying to my husband and he was like you just got back from a workout what's wrong you should be happy and I was like I couldn't do anything at CrossFit today (laughs) because it was handstand push-ups and rope climbs and there were these 60 year old chicks just like sending it and I'm Mm -hmm. over here trying to do a a pike push-up from a mat and barely getting any work done getting a sweat up because I couldn't do the movements and then doing half rope climbs and it was kind of discouraging but it also made me feel like there's some work I can do and that I have to do and like I was striving for the 60 year old women um, in my class to be as fit as them they had been doing it for three or four years and that those handstand push-ups and those rope climbs didn't just come like that and there are some blessed athletes right that can do those things right away Um, but most people can't and it reminds me of um, what CrossFit says that your needs and the Olympic athletes differ by degree not kind Um, So when you see and you scroll through Instagram and you see these people lifting super heavy or doing muscle ups, that's really the competitive piece of CrossFit. That's not most of CrossFit. And I think um, CrossFit is accessible at any ability 
Um, and like I mentioned already, like stage, I mean, your journey and age, but I think that's the beauty of it. Um, and I do think coaches, when you have a good coach, they're really good at, um, making the stimulus come alive, even if you can't do handstand pushups, right? Like, um, making you still push your limits, um, in a scalable way. So I, I will always appreciate that about CrossFit. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm so glad that you had that experience because that's an experience that I'm having every single day at CrossFit right now. (laughs) I have always been in an environment where I'm one of the most fit people in the room, you know, in college, on my college field hockey team, at my gym at home. And then I walk into a CrossFit gym and I look relatively fit, but I go to do these things and I'm like, wow, this is humbling. And like you said, when, when you hear that, it makes CrossFit sound very intimidating. But in reality, it's very empowering because you walk into this environment that everybody looks different and moves different, but everybody's pushing themselves. And it just shows you that the 60-year-old is 60 years old doing these badass things. Like, what other place are you going to see that happening? And in CrossFit, it's it's so common to see that. And um, like I said, this philosophy of training for life, like coming out of college right now, I've been around a lot of people who were college athletes like myself. And when college sports finish, we're like, oh, we've peaked. That's it. We're not a college athlete anymore. Like, what are we going to do now? But in reality, when I'm in a CrossFit gym, I realize that I'm just getting started. Like, being a, a team sport athlete gave me a foundation to realize that I love training and I love fitness. But now I can take that wherever I want to go. And I think CrossFit is such a great environment to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't do any of that stuff. The gymnastics, I mean, today we had like toes to bar on the workout and I was doing just hanging like knee raises and that was hard. I'm like slipping off the bar. So (laughs) I can't wait to see where my journey takes me. And I look up to people like you who have stuck with it. Um, So that's, I mean, that's just amazing to hear. And back to your point earlier about how this has informed your PT practice and you realizing firsthand, probably within yourself, but also just with the people around you that we're oftentimes capable of so much more than we think. Can you just speak a little bit about your experience with that and kind of how you're applying that to the patients that you work with? Yeah, I definitely think we, as a society, tend to underdose our fitness and then it, that is leaked into our profession. Um, I too was a college athlete and I always find myself thinking, wow, if I had found CrossFit as a college athlete, like how much better would I have been at jumping or spiking that ball? How much more powerful um, as a volleyball athlete but you know that's neither here nor there but I can really um relate um to you I I know that this is a little off of your question but when you said you'd look around and you're like I'm used to being good at things Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and then it's challenging when you get into CrossFit and I too found I think that's what keeps me coming because it's a continuously novel challenge and I think that's what PT and society if we want to go big is really missing um they're missing the novelty of different movement um exploration of different movement so we don't have a lot of movement freedom because we're sitting a lot we have our desk athletes I call them right and we're moving in sagittal plane or not moving at all in that plane um versus moving in rotational planes and picking up heavy things so the time when we have to lift something heavy in our life it pushes our margins past our capacity and so I think CrossFit's really helped me realize that it's my job not to just get a patient better um but to get them more fitter than when they started and you know Jeff Moore our CEO of ICE always says how fit will you let me get you and so I always think about that now and CrossFit's really um 
push me to push my patients to think I don't want you to just be able to do it you know if it's after a total knee replacement sit to stands and stairs uh, like you used to I want you to be better than that I want you to be able to hold a weight and go up the t- stairs 10 different times with a 50 pound dumbbell and not feel tired um, to increase your margin um, and increase your quality of life um, because I, w- I want my patients you know feeling badass when they are in the clinic and then when they leave yeah 100% and that like you said that's such a missing piece is we're always focused on getting patients back to baseline you know I think about all of my assessments that I'm writing in my PT notes right now and the last sentence is like patient will continue to benefit from PT to return to prior level of function Mm -hmm. but it's like what if we can help people go beyond that prior level and how much is that going to change a person's life and It's so true. And I mean, I see in the CrossFit gym every day, and this is coming from a person like us who is trained and who has experience and who understands the science of this stuff that like, like today's workout, we did a bunch of jump roping and that's tough for me because I didn't do that before CrossFit. And it was like 120 singles because I can't do double unders. And the first two sets I did, I got to like 50, I would stop and then I'd keep going. Second time I got to like 60. The third time, I was exhausted, but I grabbed that jump rope and I was like, let's go. And I got into this rhythm and I banged out all 120 and I've never done that before. And that little win, by the time I got there, everybody else in the room was finished. They're putting away their barbell. They're done with the workout and I'm still going. And part of my ego is like, damn, I'm so far behind. But the other part of me is like, that was a big win. Like I just did that for however long it took. And I didn't realize I could do that before. And applying that with our patients, I mean, patients come into PT so, like, unconfident in their body and in the way that they move. So it's so empowering to a patient, like, what better way to make a patient feel confident moving than making them move in ways that they've never moved before? Mm -hmm. So do you find that CrossFit has kind of motivated you to push your patients more in terms of, like, have you had patients that are a little bit apprehensive to maybe performing an exercise that you asked them to do, but then when they do it, they're like, wow, that worked. Like I could do it. Like, have you seen that kind of in session change where they come in pretty fearful and then they leave being like, I did that and just feeling so much better. Um, for sure. And I think showing that, um, exercises like a clean, um, are just version of, um, picking up something off the floor quickly, and kind of relating those movements more to how they're going to be more um, purposeful and resilient and powerful in their daily life is what I try to focus on. And so um, I think the fear quickly dissipates when you present the movement like that um, and part practice it, obviously, initially, but always the goal is like to get to that whole movement pattern as quick as possible. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I do think CrossFit has made me challenge my patients much more and in a multi-segmental joint um, way that will is more prone to giving load as quick as possible. Obviously, I respect irritability, um, but I do want novel experiences each time they come to the clinic. I think the first five years of my practice, I think it was doing the same type of exercises for patients with knee issues and back issues and shoulder issues versus now we're pretty much doing something different every time and tailoring it to that individual in a multi-segmental joint functional way nice that's really cool and that's definitely something special that your your experience with CrossFit on a personal level and also just your interest in fitness I think helps a lot because I think one of the struggles that PTs have is 
just simply the knowledge of like how do we incorporate these multi-segmental things like it can be challenging to kind of think outside the box because many pts are just using those general textbook okay here are your knee exercises here are your shoulder exercises so that's cool and it's true like using those crossfit principles i mean somebody who's coming in for a problem in their knee they're going to benefit from working all these other aspects of their body as well and i love what you said earlier about just improving functional capacity because we know that pain and movement dysfunction affects so many aspects of life right and using exercises or using a pt approach that's going to create actual adaptation is going to not only make a person's body feel better but they're likely going to be able to like do more things that they enjoy right and this is something I wanted to ask you from a personal standpoint is like, do you feel that prioritizing fitness in your own life as a busy mom of three, as a woman who wears many hats and does all of the things, do you feel like prioritizing fitness in that has made other aspects of your life better? I think that it's made every aspect better. Um, I think that since I found CrossFit, um, I have passed on more health and wellness principles to my children, um, to my husband, to my family. Um, I think that it's a great stress management. Um, it's something that if I'm not doing that three to five days a week, like I'm not feeling sane. <laughs> and um, I think it's a great stress outlet. Outlet, And then like just that ability to celebrate little wins, like you talked about being able to do that full set of 120, those are the wins that are amazing. And if we can bring that back to PT, like that's our job. It's not our patient's job to know they're getting better. It's our job to show them and celebrate those little wins. And so I think that CrossFit does that um, for me individually. And that's what makes you keep wanting to come, right? It's a dopamine hit that's that's great for your body um, in more ways than one. And so I think um, that gives me the energy to wear the multiple hats. Um, and then it becomes this dopaminergic loop where like, I want to pass on that dopamine hit to my patients. So I'm more readily going to talk about fitness and model fitness to them and then to my family and then to my students at South College. And so it kind of just keeps feeding this loop of fitness is the thing um, that help will help make us individually well and as a society and community well um, if we do if we pass it on be about it right yeah that's right yeah 100 percent. and that's definitely like it's such an awesome thing to hear that crossfit for you has had that influence on your life and i think just another another thing that fitness in general like not even crossfit but just any type of fitness that's challenging is it's contagious into or it carries over into other aspects of your life right so like when i go into the crossfit gym and i perform an exercise that i didn't think i'd do great at or i do something that i wasn't able to do last time that shows my brain that i'm capable of doing hard things right like i'm progressing i'm getting better and i think from a mindset perspective fitness is such a powerful avenue to showing yourself that you can do better like you can overcome challenges you can do things that you didn't think you can do and for a lot of people I mean in PT like we are typically asked to treat the body treat the physical impairments do these things but we have such a powerful role where through utilizing fitness we can help that person experience that experience that wow, I never thought I could do this. What else can I do? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I recorded a podcast uh, like two months ago with another physical therapist. Nick Perugini is his name, and he's also very fitness forward. And he talked about that 
he sees movement as this what else phenomenon where when you get somebody moving and experiencing these that dopamine hit and experiencing the adaptations it sparks them to think what else am i capable of Mm -hmm. and that's what it's all about right you hopefully don't get to see a patient for that long a couple weeks a couple months and then you send them on their way but maybe you can be the person to change their entire outlook on themselves and their life you know like have you experienced that with patients where like you see that in their eyes that they're like wow i did that and that you feel like that kind of helps them like take on other challenges or do other things better in their life for sure i think it's um if you know me you know i'm always on the run up early and home late so having a three-hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me what is in the cards is ag1 it's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals i need to perform I first gave AG1 a try because it was, I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash provengrit. Check it out. When you show them that they can do a pull-up or a push-up on rings, and especially I always think of like my 69 to 75-year-old patients that I'm seeing right now, and they do these things that they thought they would never be able to do, or handstand push-up, um, and because they were fearful, because they had a rotator cuff um, tear, and just like giving them that message, you know, I didn't say, yes, you're definitely going to be able to do a handstand push-up that first visit, um, but I, you know, I definitely allowed there to be hope right that you can get better and better that this injury doesn't define you or stop you and we'll keep working on building up not only local tissue um but that multi-segmental whole um human and it does you know come um back to some sidebar conversations we had before this but that like a person's ecosystem is i think what really keeps them injury free and that um, at south college we always say that's a mix of mindfulness exercise Um, diet and sleep and those all have to be aligned and so I think CrossFit has really challenged me to um, send that message to every patient I encounter every human that wants to hear it or opportunity to to give that and I think that ecosystem is what really breeds um, healing I love um, that what else because I do think obviously movement is our medicine as PTs um, but I think you can only do it in that environment an ecosystem that has all of those on board yeah Yeah. definitely and i'd love to dive into that a little bit in terms of like you said like those kind of lifestyle factors that also influence fitness um and wellness for our patients i think one of the hardest things as pts is navigating those conversations and maybe even realizing as pts that what we're doing with our hands for two hours a week 
isn't going to necessarily create all the adaptation and change that we want, right? Those other however many hours of the week, I forget how many hours in a week, Mm -hmm. but that's going to have a really big role. So, and then going more into CrossFit, I mean, one of the criticisms that CrossFit gets is you're going to get hurt if you do CrossFit. There's a lot of injuries. I'd like to leave that on the table and kind of ask you, what are your thoughts on that? What is the research showing on that? I'm going to say a big N-O. It is not something we should be worried about. Um, In fact, when we compare across um, all sport domains, um, it ranks pretty low with, and we actually have running and like basketball being higher um, risks for injury and running really topping the charts. And we think about, we never worry about um, when we just say we're going to go out for a run, like, oh my goodness, am I going to get injured? But I think CrossFit has some flashier moves, right? When we think ring muscle ups or we think handstand push ups or rope climbs. Um, So it tends to get some bad press for being injury laden. Um, But I will tell you that the intangibles of CrossFit, um, training um, not only multiple system domains, but getting rid of things like metabolic disease, helping people's lipid levels improve, um, helping people's BMIs improve and their lean mass, those um, far outweigh um, those musculoskeletal injuries that can happen to the shoulder and the back and the knee, those being some common um, injury locations when we think about CrossFit. Um, and we're, we're the well, well-suited people for those injuries. And I'd rather us um, see people for that um, than see people um, for systemic illness. And I really think CrossFit is combating that. And um, I just to tell you a little bit about my journey that I used to, my Instagram used to be um, CrossFit skeptic turned addict. I was that PT that would like laugh and joke about, yeah, um, I have a job because of CrossFitters and I'm ashamed of that, but I, it's because I didn't know, right? It was ignorance. And I think a lot of, um, we can tend to be fearful of the unknown and then judge it um, improperly. And I think that's what a lot of society is. I will tell you though, um, one little plug for CrossFit doing it regularly that we do see increased risk for those that do it less than two or less times a week. Um, because you're always jumping into something different, um, a workout. And I don't think it allows your tissues, um, enough conditioning when you just jump in one or two times a week. So we see at least doing three to four times a week, if not five, as recommended by CrossFit, um, being the optimal um, kind of dosage frequency for attendance. So that's another way to decrease your injury risk is being at CrossFit more frequently. Nice. Yes, I've drank the Kool-Aid. Obviously, you can hear it in my... Yeah, but no, I mean, it's not something that you... My pitch. It's not something you can understand until you you experience it. And I really like that you mentioned that because like anything else, it all really comes back to knowing yourself, knowing your body and being able to kind of tune in with how you're feeling. I preach about self-awareness all the time and I'm really proud of kind of incorporating different mindfulness strategies and breath work and meditation and having these moments where I kind of zone in and and tune into myself. Mm. And when it comes to fitness, especially when you start something new, you need to be able to kind of reflect on like what's going to be right for me, what is the stimulus I'm looking for, and know when you're overdoing it and not. And CrossFit, that environment is just so exciting. Like when I got to see you performing the comp at um, CrossFit Riverfront a few weeks ago, I was so excited in there. I just wanted to hop right in and throw (laughs) heavy shit overhead. And I can't wait to do that. But I know that I have some work to do before I jump in full force. Just like anything else. I mean, you look at any other workout class, there's all kinds of people getting overuse injuries that don't quite have that tissue capacity yet. So you just have to be smart about, you know, knowing your body, prioritizing recovery when it's necessary. 
And that's something I wanted to talk to you about too, from a, a rehab professional standpoint and a CrossFitter yourself. What kinds of things do you think people should be prioritizing or what would you recommend to minimize injury mm-hmm. when you are you know, working on a long-term fitness plan, whether it's CrossFit or something else? Such a great question. And I feel like I'm just living this out myself personally in the last two to three years um, that recovery is so key. Um, you have to get the right amount of sleep. That seven to eight hours is non-negotiable. If you want to perform high, you have to get enough protein, ideally, um, that 0.8 to 1 grams uh, per body weight, right? If you're doing high intensity and lifting and doing strength training and CrossFit combines all those domains. So you have to have another ener- enough energy stores um, to give enough output and not have that risk for injury. So it's that and hydration. Um, and then mindset, too. Like, you need times to um to rest um and do things that fill your cup whether that's connection with others a walk in the woods um a solo bike ride or walk um recognizing that it can't just be crossfit um and that you need all of those um things on board in your ecosystem um to be injury free but know that freaky things happen right and injuries are going to happen and again i think that's what makes our job so cool and unique as physical therapists that that's where we should really thrive um, and enjoy being a part of that journey of the person that's trying to be fit and healthy no matter their age um, or stage or ability and that we're able to come alongside of them and say well I want to keep you crossfitting I'm not going to stop you here's some things you need to modify for a time while you are injured Um, because you could have the best recovery strategies and still get injured right Um, that's life and so I think accepting that and that that's a small trade-off to being healthy and um, being a part of a community that really demands those other fitness parts be a part of your journey because you you'll fall behind in the gym especially if you have a competitive nature i know you do um as an athlete like when you start training more and getting better and more efficient at the lifts like you fall behind the others that are prioritizing their nutrition and their sleep because you're tired and you don't have enough energy um to get the workout done and then do some extra work so i think the community is that holds you accountable too to be the best version that you can be yeah definitely and I love what you mentioned before about checking in with your ecosystem right like the gym that you go to and the exercise that you're doing is a big part of your overall health and wellness finding what's going to work best for you everything you just said about CrossFit and making sure that your nutrition and sleep and these things are um you know in check fill in the blank with whatever activity you enjoy right maybe it's running maybe it's just general strength training whatever it is and It reminds me of something that I think we both shared on Instagram yesterday, and this is specifically about diet, but it goes for just fitness in general, right? It says, your diet is not only what you eat. It's what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, the people you hang around. Be mindful of the things you put into your body emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And it's so true because maybe you have a physical goal. Maybe you want to achieve a certain body weight or a certain level of fitness, but your emotional and spiritual and mental environment are going to contribute to that. And I've gotten so interested in recovery, especially from wearing a whoop, which I know you do too. Yeah. And just understanding that at a fundamental, like biological level, stress is stress is stress. Whether it's stress in the gym or emotional stress or mental stress or a busy day, like our bodies need to recover from all of those things. Of course, stress from the gym is potentially higher and more demanding than something else but all of that being said like crossfit 
or fitness or running can't be the only thing that you're paying attention to because if you're constantly in this sympathetic state and always stressed out and always overwhelmed, you're not going to adapt very well, right? So I'm really glad that you shed a light on that. And in terms of like musculoskeletal injury and pain, I've experienced that firsthand where I've got some nagging low back pain, SI region stuff that I've dealt with for years. It comes and goes. But since I've checked in with my kind of recovery strategies and just mental well-being, I've noticed that the only times that that pain really introduces itself is when I'm overdoing it. It's at the end of the week on a Thursday night when I'm in the CrossFit gym after working 40 hours in four days and using my brain like crazy that I'm lifting and I'm like, oh, my back. But it's it's because it's a culmination of all those other things, right? Yeah. So and now I want to ask you, though, from a PT perspective, like, how do you have these conversations with patients mm. and attain buy-in? Because most patients, I would expect, come into physical therapy with the idea that you're going to talk about stretching and exercise and that's it. So how do you navigate that conversation? Do you ever have patients who are like, why are you talking to me about sleep and stress management? Like, give me some tips for kind of going through that. What a great question. And I, I think one of our greatest um, privilege and call is to help patients have ecosystem recognition. And I really um, under-recognized that probably the first half of my career, how important that was for healing. But I think that's my greatest job. And the way I've gone about doing it now um, is that I have it on my intake form. And it really actually, um, it brings up our CEO of ICE again, Jeff Moore kind of saying, start that conversation early by just putting it in the intake because then they know you're interested in it. Um, and so when you bring it up later, it, it doesn't come as an affront. It's just something they know that you um, are interested in or they actually ask you about it. Like, why are you asking me about my diet? Why are you asking about my sleep? How much protein I get? So then it's an opportunity to have that conversation. So it serves one of two purposes there. Um, so that's the first strategy. Um, the second strategy um, is assessing um, if they're willing to change, right? If they're willing um, to change something. So that person that says they aren't sleeping well, kind of just simply asking them, is that something you'd like help with? Some sleep strategies. I do have, um, I always, um, Katie from PTJ, um, I can never say her last name, but she is an awesome resource, her sleep habits, and I always have them readily available in the clinic in a PDF form. And I'll just say, do you want um, some strategies? I usually recommend you pick one or two um, because I find if you can add something to a, a patient's lifestyle versus try to take away something, they're more prone to wanting doing to do it, to do the behavior. And I find that myself too, right? Like if you're going to restrict my one piece of dark chocolate, probably not going to like you as my nutritionist. But the one that's like, yeah, let's put that in as part of your my fitness pal for the day um, resources because that's important to you. And I know that's small, but appreciating that every patient's different and that it's not about... Um, subtracting but kind of adding value so I try to do it in that way the same thing if we're talking nutrition you know would you be willing to increase your protein are you interested in that and if that the answer is yes then that's an invitation right if they're like no I don't really care then yeah that's a different story um, the person that's like drinking a lot of sodas I really and they have high pain levels I that's one I might be a little more aggressive about just that um, inflammation is linked um, to process sugars and processed foods. So I'll just say, so you know, pain will linger a lot longer and be more intense um, with that on board. If you really want to um, get this pain to subside more quickly, I would recommend 
cutting out all processed sugars right away. So that's the only time maybe I'm a little bit more aggressive with it. And I do say I'm not a nutritionist, but I can give general advice on how we heal our neuromuscular system. Nice. Wow. I love all of that, Lindsay. And I can't wait to like do these things myself Mm -hmm. as a clinician and have these conversations. And I love that you mentioned like kind of asking permission, right? A lot of us as PTs, we love to educate because we love this stuff and we know it's important and we want to just get up on the treatment table and be like, if you eat your protein, you're going to do well. But at the end of the day, the patient needs to be receptive to that, right? So getting an understanding of where they're at. And one thing that I've heard PTs talk about that I'm sure you've experienced is maybe day one, day two, day three with them, they're not quite ready, but maybe four weeks, five weeks down the road, they're like, Hey, so what are, what was that, you know, thing that you mentioned about sleep again, or, okay, I am kind of interested in my nutrition. Like, can we have that conversation now and letting the patient kind of get to that point on their own, you know, throwing those little nuggets of information in their education in them, but ultimately it's up to them. And I think fitness is the same thing, right? Like we can throw, you know, all the recommendations out there and okay, you should be getting this number of minutes a week of physical activity, Mm -hmm. but maybe more so just asking that question of what do you like to do for movement, you know, and empowering them to, okay, good, let's do that. And kind of just being that catalyst to getting them thinking about changing, right? For sure. And I love that you use the word catalyst because I really think Um, We are a catalyst for not just movement, but for outlook and goals and lifestyle um, behaviors if we're doing our job well. And I really think we become this magical margin builder um, to the human experience. The what if. Yeah, I love that. Lindsay, one more kind of CrossFit related question here for you is I know for a lot of people, CrossFit, but also fill in the blank of any fitness activity can be very intimidating. For somebody who has a, a low training age or has had previous like not so good experiences with fitness, it can be really intimidating to walk into a gym and join for the first time. So can you give some advice to that person who's like, oh, I really want to join a gym or I really want to try CrossFit, but I'm scared? Hmm. I'm going to say it is scary. <laughs> I'm going to fully um, say that it's intimidating. Um, at first, especially when you are, if you're at a gym that maybe has higher level, more competitive athletes. Um, but I'm going to tell you to show up anyway. I'm going to tell you to face that discomfort um, and full send that feeling because it will get better. Each and every day that you show up, it gets better. And then taking some time to build the relationship outside of CrossFit, right? If you're showing up right when the clock starts and leaving right when the clock um, beeps, you're not really taking full advantage of the community, um, taking some time to talk to the coaches and um, the members, doing some extra work after a couple of days a week. I, I think those are the um, moments that really mean something in the community and that you start to um, find more value. And then the other thing I would say is find a gym where the community, you kind of get a good tribe vibe. You have to, there's so many different gyms. And I think, you know, I travel around the country teaching and, Every gym that I've been to, I love, but they all have their own little um, feel. Some don't have a warm up, and you do it by independently. Some always have a warm up, and then it's always a group class. Um, there's different styles, and so kind of find uh, the style you like. So visit at least three to five before you commit to one um, would be like the best advice um, for the person that feels a little intimidated. Yeah, I love that, and I love that you kept mentioning the word community. Because at the end of the day, CrossFit is that. And I noticed walking into a CrossFit gym, 
I agree with you. It's scary. I mean, I'm somebody who preaches fitness all day long. And when I walked in for the first day, I didn't know anybody there. I didn't know what the hell I was getting into. And I was scared. But I got there a little bit early. I mentioned, you know, I'm here for a PT rotation. And the coach who helped me out on the first day was like, oh, you're a PT. Let me introduce you to some PTs over here. And right away, I was like, this is the vibe I want. And shout out to you for telling me about them because I wouldn't have heard about it otherwise. But it's true. And like getting there a little bit early, staying a little bit late and just talking to people. And it's a lot easier said than done when you're an outgoing person. Because everybody listening to this knows that (laughs) I am the person to talk to the stranger in the coffee shop. But even if you are a little bit of an introvert, introducing yourself to the coach, letting them know that you're nervous, saying, hey, I'm really excited, but, you know, I've never done barbell exercises or I've never been able to do pull-ups. Being transparent so that that person can help guide you on that journey. I think that a lot of us are afraid to ask for help, Mm -hmm. especially those of us who have a fitness background because our ego is like, Mm -hmm. I got this. I can do this. I'm fit. But knowing when to ask for help and when to ask for that guidance, I think is is huge. Um, something that my CrossFit Level 1 training in January, they said that I love, that it says if it's meaningful, it involves risk. And I think it's risky for our egos. It's um, risky for our comfort. Um, but it's definitely worth the risk on the other side. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that, Lindsay. This has been such a fun conversation. Um, I want to just ask you one final question that all of my guests receive on my podcast. Can't wait. So my podcast, the Goal Set Mindset Podcast, is centered around the pursuit of high achievement and the principles of passion, perseverance, and performance. So I want to ask you, what's a personal goal that you have right now, and how are you working towards it? A personal goal, I am working on um, butterfly pull-ups. Love that. And actually, Zach Long, um, our ICMFA faculty, and him and Pamela Gagnon, their Performance Plus program I'm doing right now. Um, I'm trying to get two days a week. I think you're supposed to do it three to four, but I'm at my capacity right now is two. So I'm hoping um, that by the end of this year or mid-year, which we're, I guess we're already at mid-year, so maybe <laughs> in two or three months, um, I will be more proficient at that skill because com- competing, you really are slow when you're doing regular um, pull-ups. So I hope to get develop enough strength in my shoulders and stability. I'm a very mobile human, so I'm hoping those butterfly pull-ups will come along Cool. Soon. Well, that's awesome, and it's super Thanks. cool. Like you mentioned, you've been doing this a while, but you still are setting these goals for yourself, and there's still something more that you're working towards, and I think that's what keeps you in the game, right? So I'll be cheering you on. I'm excited to watch your progress. I appreciate Um, that. And Lindsay, I'd love for you to share just where listeners can reach out to you, learn from you, um, and connect with you. So LT Huey um, is my personal and then drivept.co. Both are Instagram handles that um, they each have a different feel. So LT Huey is more my um, where I put ice content and just family, personal things. And then Drive PT is really a big exercise library. What exercises inspire me? They're usually um, patients that I've had that week and exercise that I've sent home with them. And that's usually what I post about. Um, so those are um, open resources. I'd love to connect with anyone that um, wants to via those domains. Awesome. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for making the time and inviting thank me you. to your beautiful uh, Costa Rica backyard. I really, <laughs> was <laughs> I really enjoyed this one and I look forward to connecting again in the future. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. I hope this one left you feeling excited and inspired to prioritize fitness with your patients, clients, 
loved ones, and especially yourself. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would love if you subscribe to the show on your favorite platform so you'll never miss an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we will be back next week with another episode.